0: There was absolutely no fear or apprehension. From the moment I popped out of my body, going down the tunnel into the sphere and then into the light again, there was a, a feeling of overwhelming, unconditional love. I felt so loved by everything and everyone that I've struggled for f- over 50 years now trying to find the right words in the English language mm-hmm. to explain the level and depth of love that I was consumed with, and so there are none because it really, it really is an overwhelming feeling, the, the, and, and, it, and it's a feeling of being loved to the extent that there is no comparison. It's not like, oh, it was really a great feeling of love, or a lesser feeling of love. There are, there are no adjectives to describe the unconditional love that I felt because it was all-encompassing. My vibrations, my, my body vibrations, my soul vibrations, my the Andy vibrations blended in with the, with the unconditional love and the light, and, and we became one. So it was, it was so obvious to me that I had gone back home where I came from, and I came from unconditional love. And, and now I can remember what it was like when I was in three-dimensional space here on Earth, not having unconditional love, and, but, be, but having love of various types. Com- comparing that to the love that I felt in the light would be like if I held up a match, and I lit a match, And then right next to me was the sun. And I say, this is the best love I ever had on Earth compared to the whole sun. Well, there is no comparison. They're both heat. One is a little match, and one is the sun of the universe.
1: People need to get out there and help people understand that there's nothing to fear about. At least this is my perception of things. And I'm not saying that I'm right. but. My experience was from a car wreck in the 70s and I left my body and and flew through what felt like a tunnel of lights just flying at me and then I just emerged into this world of brilliant white light in a and a place that was nothing but love that's the only way that I can describe it just a complete feeling of love and I stood before a being of light that did nothing but love me was capable of only loving me And I watched my life, I saw my life review, and I'm the one that condemned myself and criticized myself in the sense that I just wanted to do better. To be in this place and to be in this presence of this life that just unconditionally loved me made me want to treat people better and made me want to love myself. I I think uh, I was no different than, than a lot of people that... That are always criticizing themselves or uh, feeling guilty about things. That's the way that I was raised. That's the religion that I was raised in. That, you know, uh, God was someone to be feared and and that I would be judged. So I needed to walk a straight line. And it was it was so different than that. I was loved unconditionally. And all I wanted to do was come back and do better and love people and and learn how to love and forgive, and be a better person, and have something better to offer. And all of the things that I was taught all of my life about the way that religion was, or the way that God is through my religion, it just it wasn't true for me in that experience. So I came back with a real thirst to find the truth and find knowledge. Those were the two words that I woke up with that just I heard them over and over and over the importance of finding truth and seeking knowledge. So that's what my life has been about, trying to figure out what it is all about. And I'm open to anything. I I, I would uh, listen to anybody, read anything. Um, I just wanna I just wanna find the truth in everything. But the one thing that I feel like I cannot go wrong with is loving people. And no matter how hard that can be to do at times, it can be really challenging and difficult, then I still have to go to that place where I felt that unconditional love coming from God and, and try to, to get that feeling in my heart and then send that out to other people.
2: I, I did become aware of, of, of a, a point of white light, intense, intense, brilliant, gajillion times brighter than the sun, a little point of white light. And and it and it, was, and it was and it was absolutely beautiful. It was alive. It 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 was it was like breathing. And somehow I knew I had to go there. I don't know how I knew that, but I knew I had to go there. And remember, I didn't know that I had died. I didn't remember the accident, and I just still was trying to figure out what was happening. But I knew I had to go toward the the light. And as I approached the light, it got bigger and more intense, and more beautiful more loving and it sucked me in and absorbed me and i became the light and the light became me i was the white light and uh, a lot of experiencers talk about love about this being a place of love and i've tried to think of adjectives to describe this the intensity of this love, you know, unconditional, pure, um, powerful. uh, The only one that I can think of that works is infinite. It was infinite. It helps me to close my eyes sometimes, so forgive me, but I can go right there. It was infinite love. If you can imagine your baby, that you love, imagine like the most intense feeling of love you've ever had or your mother or your dog, whatever, whatever it is imagine that, infinite no end, so powerful and so absorbing, wave after wave after wave of cleansing white love washing over me and I became I was the light. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. I was told very clearly what our purpose is. And your purpose is to love. It's that simple. Hard to pull off cleanly. But you are here to love. And I'm not just talking about the warm fuzzies. Most people, when you say the word love, they think warm fuzzies. Love is a far more uh, multidimensional, complex thing than just the warm fuzzies. Um, there, it's, it's very obvious. Everything is made out of love. Made out of it. Like This is love. This is an expression of God's love. And if you don't like the word God, use whatever word you want.
3: So somewhere in the process of swimming to shore is when my near-death experience deepened. And what happened was, all of a sudden, I heard a whooshing noise. It was like, whoosh! And all of a sudden, my point of perception was no longer in my body. I mean, I was still swimming. I was still alive. I was still trying to swim ashore. But where I was looking from was that I was above my body and I was looking down. It looked, seemed like I was 20 or 30 feet above my body looking down. And then it's it sort of, the best I can compare it, it's sort of like a split screen TV, where you have a little tiny picture in one corner and a big picture. So the little tiny picture was that little bit of me that was still in the body trying to swim to shore. But most of my consciousness was out of my body and looking down at what was happening below. And then I went higher, and I went into the light. (laughs) And the light was pure, unconditional, infinite love. It was the most profound and the most beautiful love that I had ever experienced in my life. And when I was in that light and I was permeated with that love, I I just somehow knew a lot of things. Not that it was spoken or told to me, but I just knew I knew that I was experiencing a glimpse, a taste, an embrace of the higher power, what I had been raised to call God. And it was not an old man sitting on, with a long beard sitting on a throne judging us, but it was more like this infinite force underlying the universe, sustaining the universe, and loving every molecule, every atom, every soul, just as much as I was feeling the love at that minute. And I also knew absolutely that me, whatever me is, would live on no matter what happened to that body down below whether that body lived or died in the plane crash. And I really didn't care. I was so happy. I was this pure joy. I felt home. And it really did not matter to me what happened to the physical body below. And I also had a sense that this higher power intelligent loving force already knew what was going to happen. And it's sort of like watching a television show where somebody else already knows what's going to happen. The producers already have the script and they know the ending. But I was in the position of, of not knowing. I didn't know what the ordained ending was going to be of this scenario down
4: below. All of a sudden, I was in a different place. I was in the beautiful, beautiful light that is hard to even describe because it, We just don't have the words. You can't describe a sunset or a rainbow. We don't have the words to describe love. That was the kind of light that I saw, and it just embraced me, and it was so peaceful. I think it was just a place of pure love. And then an image appeared, and it got closer and closer to me, and I felt very comfortable, very at home. And I looked and saw that it was my mom. And she was very young and beautiful, as she always was, and very embracing and loving. And I wanted to be in her arms, but she put her hands up like a stop sign. And she said, you know that you are loved. You know you are loved, but you can't stay here now. It's not your time. And I was didn't even know what that meant, but before I knew it, I was whoosh right back into my body.
5: I, I you know, to, to newbies to this, I call it heaven, but that's not a good term for me. But this, I was in the spiritual realm. I was up on this beautiful hilltop, overlooking many, many, many layers of mountains with beautiful trees all around me. And everything glowed, like with a silvery energetic undertone. Even the sky was pearly blue, which is really difficult to describe to have a metallic blue sky, but that's kind of what it felt like. But immediately what what struck me wasn't, wasn't the landscape, it was the feeling of love coming through from this place that I was in or the state that I was in coming through me and this acceptance and welcoming and I I, it's it's very profound for me because before all this happened I was wavering back and forth for 20 years between being an agnostic and an atheist I didn't believe really in any of this stuff I didn't believe in a spiritual realm I didn't believe in any kind of a higher consciousness or a deity or anything like that I just believed material you know this is all that existed and then when we die that was it So when I woke up in this beautiful place with this love and acceptance, just immediately around me, and I thought, "Oh my gosh!" I looked around like this, and I thought, "I think I died," (laughs) (laughs) and I wonder if this is what heaven is like. And as soon as I thought that, I then I wondered. It just was an internal wondering. I thought to myself. But I don't believe in any of this. Why am I here? And I immediately got, it wasn't really a, a voice I heard with my ears, it was a voice I heard inside of me that said, you are my child, welcome home. You are loved beyond all measure. And I just, I lost it. I started crying because it was so, Welcoming, no I mean, I said, I don't believe in you. <laughs> How come I'm here? And again, the message was, you belong here. This is your home. And I just stood with that and sat with that for what felt like days. And eventually, um, a being approached me who appeared to be female, although She said that was a form that she took in order to make it easier for me to relate to her. She looked like a human-ish female, nothing really clearly defined, but vaguely, you know, human. She appeared to have long hair and, you know, had a vaguely human shape and a vaguely female shape. But she again welcomed me with love, and it was love that that I didn't that I felt through me. It was really odd. I could feel that love was. A force coming through me, and it was a welcoming, peaceful kind of thing.
6: I moved into what appeared to be a, a sea of light. It was as if every atom or molecule in this room had been electrified with love, with creative and very powerful love. We think of love as being something not powerful, but this love, I realized, was the greatest force of all things and it was as if every atom were an individual and were singing and was, was welcoming me and uh, f- was full of love and yet I was more and more attracted to what I perceived to be the center of the sea of light. It was as if in the, in the center of the sea there was a Sun and my heart was just irresistibly attracted to that. And again, in an instant, with a tremendous clash—not clash, but in, in, in a tremendous and, and, and magnificent instant—I entered this this center of the sea of light, this this sun in, in in the sea, the light, the heart of the light. And it was as if I were devastated. It was as if I were you know, just spider silk in the solar wind. I was completely devastated by bliss and by rapture and by ecstasy, and yet I was not. I was simply in and of, and because of that light, and yet I was, as an individual, destroyed. It was as if I were the quintessential phoenix
7: when you're here on Earth, people are always wondering, why are we here? What is our purpose? And um, you hear different people say, well, we're supposed to love each other. And that truly is the case. But it's a type of love that we humans don't really experience all that often. And I personally believe, after seeing what I saw in my near-death experience, that when we die, we don't go to hell. <laughs> we kind of live in hell and when we die we aren't judged by others and and that we we need I need to be more accepting and loving towards other people also I, I was drawn into a tunnel that to me the, the words I can describe it are almost an opalescent blue beautiful beautiful and at the end of the tunnel was a a pinpoint of light and I couldn't do anything but go toward it and so I went toward this light and as I got to this light it became bigger and brighter almost like looking into the Sun but I it wasn't painful to look into this light and the light was in front of me and then the light was around me and then I was in the light and then I knew I was the light that there as a drop of water in the ocean is not separate the light and I were made of the same substance And I was home. It was, bliss doesn't come close to the word, but I knew in that moment that I was forgiven for anything I thought was unforgivable. I was loved beyond all measure in a way that I'd never been loved before. And I wanted to stay there.
8: And I let go. Um, And as soon as I chose to let go, that's when I was embraced by this incredible light in this tunnel. Um, that propelled me um, at an incredible force. It was so powerful and so magnificent, so loving. Um, I've never ever felt this kind of love before. And it's really a challenge to put in words um, to describe the magnitude of the love um, and the embrace that I felt in this tunnel.
9: This other light enveloped me. And this was a light that you near death experiences later. I didn't know anything about near death experiences at the time. But when they started talking about the light, I started crying, you know, because Oh, my God, other people have experienced this, this light. Everything disappeared. It was like I had no body and no, no, there was a separation, there was a sense of self in it. But I felt like I was in a warm bath of love, pure, unconditional love. And it was warm, it was welcoming, all my worries, all my fears, all my stress were gone. It was pure bliss. And even though it was all light, it wasn't, I was seeing anything, seeing anybody or anything, I felt it was home. And I wanted to stay there forever. I said, oh my God, this is love.
10: So I thought, there ought to be a tunnel of light around here somewhere. I wonder, wonder where that is. <laughs> cool. And all of a sudden, as soon as I thought it, it was like, Whoosh! It kind of came in behind me. And, and the neatest thing was, I could feel it. Because the light spilled out of the opening of this tunnel. And it was the most exquisite most gorgeous, most unbelievable, unconditional, pure love that you could ever imagine. Our, our brains can't imagine it because we have nothing like that here. What we have here, you know, we think is love, but far, far too often it involves some kind of control over what somebody does. And it's, it's not, we get, we get a, an image of it with, with parents and children that they love their child no matter what, and I think that's, that's, that's pretty close. But, but for most of us, we don't get to experience that, much of, that very much as adults. And this was the purest it can be, and it pulled me. In, in the sense it beckoned me, but it also pulled me almost magnetically because I was going back to the source. It was pulling me back to the source, back where I came. And I went, I went through this tunnel and when I got to the other end of it, I was in the middle of this brilliant white light and this Amazing, pure, unconditional love. And the thing that I felt the most was I'm home. Whatever worries or cares I might still been carrying, we're gone. It's as if I had been working in the mines for 200 years and I finally came home. I was home.
11: But it was just complete blackness all around me and the darkness was, um, people say oh, it's, a, it's a dark NDE and they talk about the negative NDEs or the frightening NDEs or whatever label you want to put on it. This was the most beautiful experience in my entire existence that I am aware of. I don't know if I had any before my life, but but it was in darkness and it's not a judgment or anything else it's just that's what it was it was without form and void it was completely lacking in anything aside from the darkness myself and infinite love I was spinning I without moving I was feeling like I had no point of reference Um, And I had no body. There was no mention of, there was no meaning to scale. There was no meaning to color or shape because there was no color or shape. It was just infinite blackness. And it was disturbing at first. The thing that balanced it was the love. The love that I felt in that moment of eternity was so perfect. And the love was completely unconditional. And it was more than I could possibly take in, but yet I took it in. And it was directed at me, and it was coming from the other awareness that was there. The best I can describe what I was, I wasn't even a mind. I was a point of awareness. A mind has thoughts. A mind has the... Manifestations of the ego. The mind has so many things that we're so familiar with here, but what I was was my raw essence. There, it was beyond what we assume is our mind, even. Um, but I was still myself. I still had my history. I still had my uh, my personality. And uh, it was when you not only did I not have a body. My own identity was stripped from me at that point. I still had my personality and I still had my history, but what I thought I was, wasn't there. It wasn't along for the ride, but yet there I was. It was, uh, again, very disorienting. Um, The space itself was disorienting and and the environment was disorienting. Uh, But that love was what held through because it was constant and it was coming from all directions and it was unconditional. But uh, I just came to in that darkness and I was surrounded by this unconditional love and I would I was aware that the darkness I'm not really the darkness but I'll get to that later was aware of me as well I wasn't alone I was the, the darkness felt like it was cradling me like the mother would hold her child and the mother doesn't look at her child the perfect mother doesn't look at her child and see flaws she just radiates it with love and that's what i felt there it was very a very maternal aspect of god if you will
12: and then moved on to this beautiful landscape with where the grass was beautiful so deeply green as if nothing had ever touched it there was no death no harm everything was just vibrant with life And my soul kind of hovered above this place. I began to hear messages as I was entering heaven, like love is all that matters, all that we take with us, be like a little child. Um, These particular messages seem simple though, and I remember honestly having a moment of Like, oh God, please give me more if I'm coming back. I need something more than a Beatles slogan of love is all that matters. Like maybe you need to give me some formulas or some gifts or something, you know, like, this is not enough, Uh, love is all that matters. But what I saw is that when I met my grandfather, he was part of the unconditional love that I'd experienced in life. And he was the only person who had transitioned When I saw him, he gave me great peace, and I thought, well, all I have is the memories of love with him. I don't have the memories in that place of his dying form, of what he looked like when he had leukemia. I just remember his soul's desire to write stories to me, to connect with me, to be that loving grandfather, to be that figure in my life that showed me that I was important and that was, that was beautiful. That's all that we had in that realm was the love that we had experienced. When he looked at me and he said, do you want to continue on? I knew this meant go to the light of God. So I just flew. My soul just like went towards and God looked like this bright light. But it was more than a light. It was intelligence. It was magnet. it was something that changed me I, I can't describe how how shocking it was uh, I'd never experienced love like that before only pieces uh, like through my grandfather through parents through friends but this was like I call it an atomic bomb of love because it was so massive it just hit me and I thought wow in physical form we spend so much of our time not loving ourselves, not being happy with this circumstance, feeling anxious, feeling, I mean we just spend so much of our time not really understanding that we're connected to the greatest love on it, that we can imagine and that we can all feel okay. We can all feel this bliss that this is kind of our divine right and what we deserve uh, no matter how we've been treated in childhood.
13: Just a circle and I knew I wanted to be there I didn't know how I knew that, but I knew I wanted to be there. And travel was no longer um, the means to get there. I simply wanted to be there, so I was there. And I entered this light with a portal. I would say that a butterfly landing on a flower would seem a million times heavier than the way I landed into this light it was so gentle and soft and suddenly I was in this world of light and the light was perfect temperature uh, perfect perfect amount of light I get there's no words to describe it that's the problem of going into the near-death experience is that words become inadequate and the only way you can convey them is at an energy level and as I said to someone here earlier Anybody who's had a near-death experience knows that you're always having a conversation underneath these words. There's a conversation beneath the conversation. It's a conversation of pure energy or pure love and light. So I entered into this light that I cannot describe. And uh, I like to use the image of the tractor beam in Star Trek because most people can relate to that. There was this tractor being to my heart from a source that I can name as God only because that's a name that is available to me, but I don't like to use it because everybody has an image of what that means. So I refer to it often as source. But it was a being. It was a being that was the center of all things. And that being was unlimited love. And I was greeted. With such love and acceptance and warmth, unconditionally, as if I was the center of the universe myself. And I was locked into that love for much too short a time. And At some point I realized that this was, this love, this light, this being was at the center but that it was equally bright in the periphery and the periphery went on forever and I began to wonder how is that possible that there could be a center and a periphery that are equally
14: as bright. Then blank. That's the last moment I remember of my waking consciousness. I emerged. I popped into from there. You could say with no discernible transitional phase. I'm just all of a sudden in this like other world, this other realm, and I'm sitting. I'm not sitting. I'm actually standing, and it's it's like uh, it feels like heaven. Like my, what what my concept of heaven would be like, meaning it was like really bright, and it was all like white everywhere and the the one thing that would make me say that it seemed like it was i was in heaven is the quality of the 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 whole realm the whole place i was in was just beaming with love i felt love and it was so intense and so penetrating that i just started crying i I, sometimes i cry as i tell the story because i get to like have a faint memory of how it felt this is like no worldly or earthly love this is like the love of the divine it was so unconditional and so peaceful and i'm just sitting there being like washed away in this flood of love in this other realm that i somehow just popped into out of the fucking blue and all of a sudden before me by before my very own eyes I, I see an angel i know an angel really yeah it was an angel i shit you not an angel and it came over to me and this angel looked like what I would think an angel looked like. It had wings. It had like this robe. It looked like, a, a you know, a neither, neat what is it, non-gender. I don't know what the word is, but not really a male or a female. Just like a glorious angelic being came up to me and it like wrapped me in its wings and it gave me this hug. And in that moment, the, the love I was feeling that I thought was the most intense love I've ever felt in my entire life exploded times a million. I just felt like, I, I remembered I remembered that I was from there or from a place like that, that I am a divine fra- fragment of love that that is my true nature, that what I was experiencing in my life is a temporary illusion and just an experience that I chose to have. All these like, it wasn't didn't come in the form of like remembering things. I all of a sudden just knew that. I just knew that. I knew what I was. I knew where I was. I knew this angel was real.
15: Others who have had NDEs talk about the incredible, indescribable, unconditional love that they existed within when they were out of their bodies. And I experienced the same thing. But for me, the word The the phrase unconditional love, it doesn't work very well for me. For one thing, unconditional is a condition, (laughs) and I'm very literal. (laughs) And um, aside from that, the word love in the English language is pretty sloppy. You know, we love everything from French fries to our mothers. So I'm going to try to describe this feeling using different words. In this non-physical state of being, there's a profound sense of belonging. Everything about everyone that exists is not only accepted, but admired, respected, recognized, and celebrated. There's a cooperative, co-passion for being that permeates everything that I experienced. Everything there is effortless. It is just so easy. (laughs) It's blissful and it's filled with a joy that is so fundamental it's only really remarkable from outside of that state of being. So imagine that everything you have ever thought, imagined, experienced, dreamed, or created was recognized to be valuable. To you, yourself, and to everyone else, to all that exists.
16: As I got to the end of this tunnel, I came into a world or a place where flowers were huge and the grass and the colors were so vividly beautiful and vibrant and everything was alive. The, The grass, the flowers, and I realized they're alive in this life, but that's not what I'm talking about. They were alive in a way that they were communicating and part of me and I was part of them and I was somehow moving over this scenario when I was taken into a place, and I don't remember by whom, uh, but I was taken, guided into this area where a bright light in the distance began to get closer and closer. And as the light got closer and closer, it it just encompassed me in a full way that's not really possible to explain here. It wrapped me in a feeling of total peace and comfort that I had never known before and have never known since and as this happened I rapidly began to ask questions now when I say ask questions this isn't in the way we communicate in this world it was as if the second I began to think the question the answer was given to me in a multitude of ways I would know it from its history for its reasons it was happening For instance, I said at one point, what is the meaning of life? And this being, who I personally believe was God, or at least a representative of God, if not God himself, communicated to me, not the word love, but the understanding of love. An understanding of love that I really couldn't have had before because I just thought, well, love, you know, you love your mother, you love your your dog. You know, uh, peace, love, you know, all that. But it wasn't that. It was a love that was total and all-encompassing.
8: I felt like I was in this void or in um, outer space. It didn't feel scary, but it was black. Then I immediately felt myself go into the tunnel. And it was very black, very dark in the tunnel. I wasn't scared at all. I was moving very fast. It was exciting and it felt exhilarating. The tunnel ride was very quick and I popped right out of the tunnel and I was immediately in the white light. The light was so bright and beautiful and powerful that it took me a minute to adjust and understand what was going on there too. As soon as I started to settle into it, I understood that it was heaven. I started to feel the light more and feel the energy of what that was. And I immediately felt this overwhelming sense of unconditional love, love like I have never felt before. No matter what I had been through in my life, no matter what I had done, it was just just complete love for me. I was bathing in it. it, it was wrapped around me, and it made me feel valued, appreciated, and accepted. The next thing I felt was an overwhelming sense of peace, that everything was okay, and that everything was right, that all is well. I was getting a healing. I started to notice all the areas in my soul or in my energetic space where there were wounds or there were holes and I, all of those areas were starting to get filled in and they were getting filled in with love. I was being replenished and it was the best feeling. It just made me feel like this is who I am, this is who I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm. my soul is all about. And as that was happening, I was also getting the sense that this white light that was all around me, that was taking such loving care of me, that I am that white light. I'm not separate from it. I just had the illusion that I had always been separate from it. And so while I was a part of it, I really sensed that separation being healed as well. I knew that I was dead. I knew that my physical body was no longer working and that I was no longer a part of it. And I was fine with it. It, it didn't scare me. It just felt like this is how it's meant to be. And it almost started feeling like my life was becoming a distant memory. It felt so much like home to be in that light, that there was no other place I wanted to be at that point. There's no place that feels as good as that light feels.
17: It is a very crisp ultra reality. This is all about those lessons that we're here to learn. And the coin of that realm is love that unconditional love that goes far beyond the phrase, far beyond those words. And of course, so many who have had near-death experiences and shared-death experiences and other similarly spiritually transformative experiences know exactly what that's all about, that unconditional love. And the reason it's so important for all of us to get is because we're here in Soul School to learn those lessons of that love. And what we find is that that unconditional love has infinite power to heal. And I came from my journey to see that the hardships and difficulties in this life, and I promise you as a, as a neurosurgeon, as a doctor, that very much includes illness and injury. They are gifts. They are opportunity for growth of our souls. We are all here as members of soul groups to do this growing. And when I talk about soul mates, I'm not just talking about that love of your life. I also came to see that often those who I had seen before my coma as my nemesis, you know, as someone who was in my way, of preventing me from getting something I wanted in this life, often is a very near and dear soul mate. And I came to see the power of that love, that unconditional love, to heal. It heals the individual. It heals the soul group. It heals all of humanity. It heals life all around this world, and it heals consciousness throughout this universe, because there are many sentient beings in many civilizations throughout all of eternity throughout this universe. This is a much bigger party than, uh, than I might have ever thought before. And this is all part of our joining that much bigger awareness and knowing of consciousness in its grandest sense that transcends any of our words of love and our uses of romantic love or the love of parent and child, of any of the kind of love that we have here, love for all of humanity. This is the love that transcends it all, is that unconditional love that we encounter there. People who have near-death experiences, even if all they do is touch briefly, glimpse that unconditional love, it changes their life forever. So don't let the simplicity of that phrase lead you astray. It is infinitely powerful, it's something that we all know because all of our souls have been there before and go back and we cycle through again and again in our ascent because this is really all about love and it's all about the relationships that we have. This is all about learning in soul school and growing as we do and there's nothing more complex than knowing that it's simply by following a pathway that is one of manifesting that love as best we can. Love is the coin of that realm. And the more we can serve as conduits of that love because our very consciousness is a direct absolute connection to the divine infinite healing power of that all loving source. And by serving as conduits for that and allowing the love to come through us to our fellow beings to show compassion, forgiveness, mercy, acceptance. That's all that matters. And that's what these lessons are all about. And that's how our souls ascend, is by getting closer and closer to that perfection of that love and ascending towards that oneness with the divine.
18: I looked down to check my body because I'd seen how ripped up it had been from the accident. And uh, uh, everything was... Uh, was fixed it was back in place there wasn't even a single scratch or bruise you know and uh, and i was covered in this blue sheet it was like a sort of like a satin or silk sort of texture to it and it felt really relaxing and calming to have this on um, this sheet over me and, and the light that was coming off it was like there was a white bright light was reflecting onto this sheet and this was coming from three grids of white light that were above me that that had been closing in on me light that was coming from these grids was just so intense and beautiful to look at it felt like it was healing me like it was a healing light and then i felt the presence of somebody near me just at the head of of my feet there was um this beautiful um androgynous being you know not, neither male nor female in, in form wearing just like a very contemporary black t-shirt very similar to what you're wearing now you know it was there was nothing to ethereal about it or anything you know and uh, that i found quite <laughs> interesting you know because i already figured that i'd moved on i thought this is this is obviously the place we all go to being had this expression on their face that that was so uh, it's like i'd known this person all my life and beyond and uh, uh but i felt safe as well i felt that that was being protected by this being and uh, there was a lot of love that was emanating from from her or him and uh and felt like we'd known each other f- throughout the whole of my life and and beyond and but i just couldn't figure it out but i didn't really care because i was just i was in the moment and i didn't really worry about uh, anything anymore and i remember closing my eyes for, for a while then i sensed again that there was more people so i opened my eyes again and there was there was two female forms that appeared either side of me The girl to my right was kind of white, Caucasian, sort of I guess, quite European-looking, and the girl to my left was more um, Asian, Indian, American, Indian, wearing like a a more of a traditional dress, I guess. But they both had their hands like slowly, sort of like hovering over my body. You know, as if they were healing me almost like I, I've never had Reiki healing but I, I've seen what it looks like and I thought that's quite similar to it the energy that was coming from their hands was just was just really quite powerful it felt like an energy of love this love that was coming was just so powerful it was just like a all the feelings of love that I'd had throughout my life whether it had been from through my my mother my father my you know my brother sister, pet cat or lover or all those different feelings of love all kind of condensed into their hands and it was just it was just great i didn't actually feel like they were healing my body i felt like they were healing my soul and i felt like they were healing all the all the hurt and the shame and the uh, guilt that i've been carrying it's like all the layers have been literally peeled off me and i looked there was shooting stars that seemed to be falling through the middle. As I looked down, I, I could see into one galaxy and then into another, and it just kept continuing into, into the abyss basically. And I knew at this point that I wasn't in a dark and small room at all, that I first figured that I was actually in the universe itself. And I felt the presence of the universe and the, and the power of it and the energy. So as I turned back over. I remember laying there, I felt another presence, but this wasn't really like the presence of, of people. This was something else. I felt all the energy that I was talking about, the the healing energy of, of love was now turned up. It was like somebody had turned the dial up hugely. And, um, and just ahead of me was this tunnel of white light. It, it was amazing. It was just, it, it was coming towards me. And th- there was this powerful, energy coming from from the middle again it was the same white light that i'd seen above me but it was more it was huge the tunnel was surrounded by these flames that were slowly like circulating around the edge of the actual light itself which normally would be quite sort of terrifying to look at because it was pretty huge but for me it was just uh, again i got no sense of worry i just knew straight away that this was the source of all creation that i was looking at this was God, you know, this was this is where it all comes from. It's not a guy with a beard on top of the Vatican ceiling in Rome, it's this huge tunnel of white light. The energy coming from that felt like every part of my body was just vibrating throughout from this energy of love that was coming from it. It almost
19: felt as if everything went away and then I became part of everything. I was part of that, I was part of everything out there, my son had melded into me, I had melded in to what I call God, and we literally became one. And then just all this knowledge, truth, comprehension, everything came flowing through me in a way where it was very, very intimate, it was very, very personal. I didn't see the future, I didn't see, you know, the creation of the world. What I experienced was my life, my life and what had happened in my life, and I saw all the things in my life that were beautiful, all the things that were painful, all the things that I judged as mistakes. You know, I saw things that I judged as wrong, and yet in this beautiful embrace, there was no judgment. I I saw that it was all unconditional love. It was as if not just, you know, the being that held me, but the entire universe was saying, look how much we've loved you. Look how much we've supported you. Look how we've honored your life. Look how we've allowed you to go and learn and choose and grow and be. And it was absolutely unconditional love. So everything I saw was very, very um, loving. It was perfect. I realized that my life was perfect, even with the pain, even with the accident, everything that had happened. And the huge shift is I realized in that moment that I had actually created it. And that was that was that was interesting for me because in my belief system, I believed, and I use that word consciously, it was a belief that God was doing this to me, you know, that God had taken my family, that God was throwing things in my path to see how I might react, to prove me, uh, you know, worthy or of worth in some way or to see what I would do. And yet in this loving, loving space, um, I realized I had nothing to prove, that I was absolutely loved unconditionally. The only one that didn't know myself was me, you know. God knew me perfectly. I just didn't know myself and so that I had literally taken part in creating this experience, this life that would teach me everything I got to know to go back home, having experienced it. Now, here I was holding my son, who I loved, I mean a father's love is unconditional, right? And, And he was just toddling at the time of the accident. In fact, we'd just had Easter Sunday, and he was toddling around picking up the eggs, calling them balls, you know, and he would bring them to me and say, ball, ball, and, I, and, I, and he was so perfect to me. And yet I realized as I held him as this toddler who toddles around and falls down and bumps his head and the snot's rolling down and all that goes with it, that the same love I felt for him was simply magnified to what I call God and God held me in that same light. In fact, I was here slobbering and snotting and falling down, but he was saying, look at my son, he's walking. Look at my children, they're, they're learning to walk. They're, they're taking this their they're steps in this life, this thing we call life, um, simply growing and progressing and learning and remembering who they really are, which is part of me, which is divine. And that was the most powerful part is um, I realized, and it's all it, it, it's been very difficult for me to say this, but in those arms I realized, number one, that I was perfect. I mean, that my life was perfect, that in His eyes I was absolutely perfect. And that I was also divine, that I was part of that, that we were truly connected, and that I was divine, and that the divinity within me, I had forgotten, but it was still very evident. And. Therefore if I was divine, then, then we all are. We're all divine. We're all perfect, and we're, we're here placing all kinds of judgments on ourself. Yet the universe just
20: champions the process of our learning. All of a sudden, I didn't go through a tunnel. I didn't have an out-of-body experience. Although I think that's what was going on uh, to a certain degree. I'm not really sure. but All of a sudden, I am in a different dimension, and my consciousness is seeing this golden light white in the center just unbelievably beautiful and um the golden light was coming off in streams in all directions just like pinnacles icicle type points to them and recreating themselves and it was just pulsating and uh, i knew i was in the presence of god and the gold was so, the gold was so beautiful, it makes the finest gold you've ever seen on Earth look like a thousand-year-old nasty, rusted nail. It does not compare to the gold here. It's just a completely different uh, quality uh, I don't even know how to explain it. That's the problem, that's the problem. I, there are no human words to explain to you what it's like. Uh, but I'm gonna do my best. Um, I was being communicated to not with words but with waves of emotional energetic energy that had uh, I sensed the power first of all the uncondi- the love was unconditional I cannot stress that enough and I say that and I don't mean to offend anyone who, who has a deep belief in the Christian religion but uh, that didn't what I experienced, that love that I experienced did not um, fit with the story I've been told how Christianity works, and because I knew the love was unconditional, flat out unconditional. Uh, and I wish I could go around and touch people and just have them experience that degree of love like I did, so they knew what I'm talking about. But sometimes people get offended when I tell them that. That is not my intent to offend anyone or begrudge anybody's religion because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to express to you what I experienced. And so the love felt like I was the last newborn child to be born that's ever lived or ever will live again in the entire history of the universe being hugged, loved, cradled, and and cherished by every mother that had ever lived before that. Imagine what that must be like. Your, you mothers in here know what that felt like when you held your first baby for the first time. Imagine on the scale I just told you and then realize that is nowhere near good enough to explain what happened. That is, it was trillions and trillions of times infinitely more special than that. And I had no idea that I was that loved. And I know it's the same for each and every one of you. That's the unconditional love that was flooding through me. Just, uh, and if the light, I know this, that God was a being of light, pure consciousness. I don't know how to explain it all. I was just there trying to understand the power of everything that was going on. Um, but if a being of light could do backflips with extreme joy and saying, wahoo, yes, let's have a party. That God was thrilled to see me again. Absolutely mind-bogglingly thrilled that I was there again. And it's gonna be the same way for you when you go home. And speaking of home, I knew, I knew I was home. There was this energetic information of feeling like I was home. Like I had never had anywhere here or ever will. I was my source of origin, my point of of creation i knew i was in the presence of my creator i knew i'm far more special than i had i had no idea that and we're all that way it's the same for everybody uh, and some people don't like hearing this but i think everybody gets in there was no sense of gender when i was in the light it was just this exquisitely beautiful being of light with profound unconditional love and the power of that love was absolutely <coughs> immense uh, and my a best analogy for that is, and I said three words. I remember saying, because I was just in dumbfounded, uh, flabbergasted awe, just extreme awe. Oh my, oh my goodness. I mean, I was like, I didn't know what else, I, it just came out, you know? It was just a, a reaction to what I was seeing of just pure awe. And the instant the word goodness came out of my mind, Mouth or what? I don't know. I suddenly knew goodness was uh, a tangible, real thing its own energy wave of frequency, and it was powerful too. But yet, love was the most powerful, and then I understood all of a sudden there was this hierarchical aspect going with love being by far the most powerful thing that has ever existed, existed here, or ever will exist. It's infinitely powerful, and then. All of a sudden, after I said goodness, I experienced that, what that's like, and then I had joy, bliss, ecstasy. Uh, Any kind of positive emotional experience you can think of to the extreme, Uh, to the point I thought I was just going to explode. I was just overwhelmed with wham, 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 joy, bliss, ecstasy. Oh, wow. Just one after the other. You're precious, the peace that I experienced on the other side is profound peace. Uh, I know what holiness feels like. I felt that that's not just a word. It's a real experience that you will have again when
21: you go home. But remember, everything I say happens in timelessness, so there's no order of events for me, and there's no language to communicate it. But I touched this thing with my being, and I felt it was living. It was like the living God was in it. And as I did that, I heard my name called from deep inside of me. And I, and I knew instantaneously that I was in the presence of God, but not God like I'd ever conceived of before. And, and it was a voice, but it had no gender, and it had no sound, and it had no language, but it communicated to me directly in the depth of my being. And when my name was called, I knew that God was absolutely present to me, next to me, but I could see everything but not God. And the voice called my name, and it was the name of my creation. It was the name given to me to make me exist. It wasn't just Peter. It was the the ground of my being, as Paul Tillich said the ground and the essence of my being. And I was infilled with beauty and love and hope and truth and life and joy, but it was all one thing. But also simultaneously to that infilling and knowing that I was in the presence of God, all of my experiences rushed up too. And all of the pain that I'd caused everyone in my entire life came with it. And God said to me, I know everything about you And there was nothing hidden. And in that knowing that I was known, I experienced a life review of all the people that I had hurt in my life. I experienced all of the pain that I'd ever given to every single person of my entire life. I didn't look at their pain. I lived their pain. And it was the pain that I gave them intentionally and the pain that I didn't even know that I had given them. And I remember that my sister, Cynthia, who had not run away, was prominent in this because Cynthia was very close to me in age, and Andrea was older than me. And so Cynthia and I, we tussled a lot, and I caused her an immense amount of pain. And I've, it was, I describe it now as hell because it was so much suffering. I suffered so much suffering that I had given away, intentionally and unintentionally, and I judged myself as guilty and shameful. And, and it was everything that I'd ever done from the moment of my birth to intend and not intend to hurt. And I, I conceive because I'm a, I'm a Christian minister, I conceive of that as sin now. The pain that I gave to people. And meanwhile, as I was going through this experience of self-judgment, the voice was saying to me, I know you. I have always known you, you are my creature. I made you, I make you, I love you as you are. I have always loved you. I loved you into being. I love you with all the pain you caused and I love you without it. I love all of you and none of this is a surprise to me. I know this about you already. And because I felt shame at my actions, In comparison with the infinity of love, I judged myself guilty, and I was forgiven. Jesus talks about the kernel and the chaff, and the chaff gets burned off in the fire, sort of like that. And then all of the pain was gone, and I was left with only love and beauty and joy and truth and hope and compassion, all one thing. And I got to bring with me into heaven all of the love that I'd ever given away and all of the love that was ever given to me. And that was the treasure of myself. So God swept me and showed me all of earth. And in showing me all of earth, I saw that the length of my life was the wink of an eye. And timelessness, time has no meaning. And I saw every human being on earth individualized. And I saw them loved in the same way that I was loved in heaven. And God said to me, in the way that I love you now, you know that I've always loved you. And it was self-evident to me that God's love is the, the size of the cosmos, the, the, the billions and billions of years that the universe has existed. And the greatest love I'd ever experienced in my life was a speck of dust in comparison, the immensity and infinite, infinite love of God is unbelievably overwhelming. And that's the love I'd always been loved with. And I knew that to be true. And I knew that every single human being was loved in the same way. But the difference between the human beings and me was that they couldn't see. They were still in the world with a veil, not knowing the immensity of love couldn't know it, not built into the structure, but still loved nonetheless. And God showed me my parents in particular, and I could see their faces, and I could see their suffering. And God said to me, all will be well with them, because all has always been well, and all will be well, and all is well, because I love them. And you know this to be true, and I knew it to be true, that in the end, my parents would no longer suffer because in death they would be immersed in the ocean of love.